2: Rolling through a game day Wednesday edition of
1: the Gregor Show
2: Welcome back, you can always get involved 833-401-1440 In our Jiffy Lube inbox uh, Lots of texts flying in And um I think it was the blue blazer Not the blue bullet Connor for uh, Owen Hart So uh, thank you Rod, you are correct It was indeed the blue blazer Not the blue bullet
0: So, Do you remember watching him? Yes. Did you know it was Owen? Um, that, that's a good question. I
2: don't remember. At some, I do remember thinking, why are they call him that? Like, just call him <laughs> Owen Hart, right? But it, it was interesting because when Bret Hart came in, he was Bret Hart, right? I guess they felt like Owen wasn't a big enough name, and he had to prove himself more. And which is funny because you know Bret and many others always felt like Owen was the best technical wrestler of them. So. But I do remember that. I don't know if I would have said I knew it right off the heart. But uh, at some point, it's like, geez, guy sure looks like him. Body, everything. I'm like, why is no one heart? I can't remember when they made the switch or not. But I'm sure uh, one of our diehard uh, wrestling aficionados will know. Let's get to the spec report now brought to you by GS Construction. They are uh, looking for good people. And they are hiring right now. They're gearing up for the fall push that's you, work for a great company, great benefits, great culture. Go to indie.com and look up GS Construction. As we uh, welcome back our uh, regular uh, 5 o'clock guest, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet and uh, Spec. who knew that the preseason was so important that the Canucks and Orders are withholding their full lineups until the warm-up. It's uh it's a very dicey situation. Who knew? I think we might did we lose Speck? I think we might have lost him. So we'll get him back. I saw him and then he boom, he just disappeared. It's like his phone blew up. Oh now, Speck, can you hear me? No, I don't think we can hear me. So right, you got him on mute? Because I can't hear him, fellas. He's talking, but nothing's coming out of his mouth. So we'll have to uh try that again. Try that again. So give him a call, Connor. We'll see because it's it's not working. So we'll figure it out. Some would argue that 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 was the best spec segment ever because I didn't hear a word he said. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Nice. Hey, Greggs, uh, did you see what Hockey Alberta pulled? They're saying kids are not allowed to ref in HSL or PHL, and if they do, they're banned from refing in Hockey Alberta for two years. Is that true? i have to, uh, to look that up or not. We'll see. And uh, Speck is back.
3: Speck, I can hear you now. Are you, are you there? Yeah, a couple pieces of business here, Gregor. First of all, you hear me? Yeah, I can't hear you now. Okay, good. I'd like to wish my dog Wrigley a happy birthday. Okay. Uh, he's not listening right now because he's playing frisbee but he does like to download the podcast later on and then usually between periods of the order games. So okay
2: nice how hear. old how old is the young fella
3: he's six years old that's Ooh. 42 in dog years so he's almost your age
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's about half yours so that's good <laughs> yeah, that's it <laughs>
3: okay here's the other thing that i think i'll take you to task on jason now think back to your twitter history remember right before the show started i tweeted out that i was coming on with karius at 805 and you at, at 505 and you sent out a tweet right away saying that I was.
2: Yeah, we were not late that, today. You're right.
3: We I'm were. not that smart, and I walk yeah. actually on at five o'clock. Well, what time do I do this show every day?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, today today is a little bit late because uh, we got late no, no, with Eddie it's Steele. It's five
3: o five every day. Is buddy. it? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: We'll look. Okay, we'll look at that closer. We'll get closer on the ball. That's I like okay. it. No, no. I don't mind Hey, I like hitting third. the top of the hour. So clearly, we're not hitting it. So we will hit a cl- We will. Uh, we're in preseason work mode. On that clock, Greg. we're, we're in preseason mode right now. But clearly, I don't want to be like the NHL spec, so I'll be on time. That'll be right. my, that'll you know, be my goal. That was my next For point. sure.
3: Is you're a stickler for yes. starting
2: time. Uh huh, 100%. Well, the good thing is I'm <laughs> on actually before five o'clock, so it's like people can list it anyway. <laughs> but, um, the other thing, spec, um, I know it's only a preseason game and people are saying, Gregor, why does it matter? Well, it does matter that it's preseason and the two teams playing tonight can't bother to tell their fan base who's in the lineup. Like, why is this yeah. a state secret?
3: I totally agree with you. I think it's it's ridiculous. I mean, even Woodcroft the other day wouldn't tell us that uh, it was going to be Chad Pickard playing in the second in game two, even though we assessed that it was and we assumed that it was, yeah. but he wouldn't say, yeah, it's Pickard. He wouldn't even say his yeah. starting goalie in a preseason game. So, yeah, I think that all these state secrets are, you know, I get it. Some of the injury stuff sometimes. Well, sure. A lot of it I I still don't get some of it, but I understand they say, you know, Evander Kane said last year in the playoffs, everybody knew he had a bad wrist and everyone on the other teams were slashing him in the hands. Okay. So I get that. That makes sense to me. But a preseason lineup, I mean, you got a lot of fans coming to the game. They want to know if they should go to this game because there's good guys playing or if they should give the tickets away because there isn't. Yeah. Well, so I think you should tell them
2: that we do know McDavid and dry are playing. So uh, fans, the top six forwards are playing. Um, Stuart Skinner is going to get the start in goal. Um, Vancouver, we have no idea. Vancouver plays today. They play tomorrow, uh, in Seattle as well. So the, you know, they're going to have two groups. Uh, not many guys go back to back. And, and the thing about injury spec in the preseason is we saw it. If you're remotely banged up, you're not playing in the preseason, right? That's just that simple. We saw
3: it the, you know, with the deharnay Broberg switch, which is understandable, but, um. Hey, Hey, if, if you're Rick Talkett, and you had penciled in a, a weak lineup to come to Edmonton because you're going to play all your veterans in Seattle tomorrow night. Do you change anything after getting beat ten nothing because you don't want to get beat ten nothing again?
2: Huh, that's an interesting question because we I talked about it earlier and saying how you know what I I know it's preseason the games don't mean anything but you you don't want to get your you know your ass handed to you again by a division rival. Right. You just don't. And even if, you know, 60% of your team or 70, whatever it is, isn't going to be there on, in two weeks on October 11th. I just, I don't think it's a good look for me personally. Um, they are still competitors. So, and I, the other thing is, if you're Rick Talkett. And you're going to put in your guys and wouldn't you say at least your defense? Well, let's dress some of our top defensemen tonight because at least because McDavid's not going to go 100 percent, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to have not saying he's not going to try, but I just I don't think that we're going to see Connor McDavid a in the amount of minutes he would get normally. Although maybe if he only plays three games, maybe they do say, guess what? We got to get him in game shape. So he'll play 24 minutes tonight because that's just how it is. But at least you'd have a better sense of how your defense looks against the other team's top guys compared if you're going to play the other team's B players.
3: Well, I mean, it's pretty early in preseason, but the one factor that I wouldn't not dismiss either. Jason is that market is half crazy. Okay. (laughs) You get beat 10, nothing and seven one. And that market's going to be on fire in Vancouver because the tinfoil hats out there are going to go wild. Okay. So if I'm Rick Tockett, I want to just make sure that I only lose five, three tonight just to keep the the wolves away from the door, pal. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you
2: might be on to something there a little bit, right? Um, now I, I don't even know, like, the, the most, pa- hey, I've seen passion fans and, and there are, there are the vocal minority everywhere. People thought Boakey was better than Broberg because he had a good preseason game, right? So you, yeah. they trust me, they're, they're tin, uh, tinfoil hats in the media. There's tinfoil hats in every fan base. That's just how it goes, as, uh, as fair. Mark Spector, uh, joins us. Um, as you go through this uh, preseason, uh, you know, the Calgary Flames, Michael Backlund, they announced at Speck. Uh, he is going to be their captain, signed the extension today with the uh, the Calgary Flames. So obviously he's sticking. There were some rumblings that maybe it was going to be uh, Rasmus Anderson. Where are you at on the Flames? Because I crunched into their numbers, man, and they missed the playoffs by two points. They had 17 overtime losses. Markstrom had just a horrific, like if Markstrom was even just nine, like even just 900, not even great, but just 900, they're easily a playoff team. And that's with, you know, Huberto having a terrible year and lots of other guys having a terrible year. Like I think Calgary of all the non-playoff teams in the West, I give them the best chance by far to be a playoff team this year.
3: Didn't they have more points than Florida?
2: Yes, they did have one more point than Florida. more
3: points than Florida. Florida went to the cup. So, you know what? That is, they define a bounce-back team. And and I think the one thing that I'm sure you you obviously know about, but you didn't mention there, is not having Daryl Sutter there.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: The atmosphere around that team is is absolutely, all those guys feel like they got out of jail. It's going to be a way looser team. So all of that's going to help. I got one thing, though, that I think about Calgary. And there's a few guys there that kind of sound like they're tapping their foot. Like, well, I'm going to see how it goes if I'm going to stay around or if I'm not going to stay around. Mm. And, you know, I don't know if well, I don't know how a guy like Hannafin going to deal with it. Is he is he part of this thing or is he not part of this thing? Right. Uh, you know. If you Now, they've signed Backlund, and that's a really good thing because he's their de facto captain, and now he is actually their captain. So I guess I'll say you just can't have too many guys hanging around waiting to see what happens. I want a dressing room full of guys that are going to make something positive happen. But I, I got everything that you say in spades. It revolves around Markstrom. There's no reason to think that he's going to have two bad years in a row. If he gives them goaltending, that's a playoff team for me all day and, and a, a tough playoff team. They got some good players down there.
2: Spec, let's say Stuart Skinner continues on the way he played last year, which I see no reason to believe he can't, and that Jack Campbell bounces back and both play well. If both are playing well, what kind of split do you think ultimately the Orders have in goal as far as games started?
3: Uh, if both are playing well, it's going to be, uh, you know, what's, what would it be? 55? No, it's going to be, f- what would it be? 50-32? So let's say forty-eight, thirty-four. How about that? So same that, as last year. Because that's yeah, what it was. Gonna play 60%, someone's going to play sixty percent. Someone's going to play forty. I think everybody saw that that Skinner tired in the playoffs. And you know, I said to you on the show before, I never get how you split your goalies all year, and then you just snap your fingers and go with one guy every single playoff game. I don't know how that works. So either two, one of two things happens. You you maintain the same uh split in the playoffs which i doubt we'll see or you rest your your playoff guy a lot more during the season so he's got you know ready to play every single game in the postseason that's probably more likely so i would say that if campbell can do it they would love for him to get you know 35 starts that would sure be good
2: yeah, well, he had 34 last year with an 888, so, you know, almost. Well, he
3: had 34, but he no. wasn't any good in a lot. No, of I agree. He I, doesn't get 35 again if he's 888. And. He won't get
2: that, many. And he also had the nine consecutive starts when Stuart Skinner was, was away with his wife having their baby right. and, and everything like that. So yeah, that, that is fair. Um, that's I, I think it might be higher, but you can be honest something. I'd, I'd be curious what our listeners think on if they're both playing well. Is it 48 34? Is it 46 36? Yeah. Is it 44 38? I'd, I'd be curious, you know, what people are expecting when you crunch all the numbers on game started. And I think you're bang on. And, um, you know, if your goalie doesn't play a lot, spec, and isn't overtaxed during the season, I'd have no issue then if all of a sudden he becomes your de facto starter. Even though historically, now, Vasilevsky did it, Binnington did it, but, you know, now... Holtby did it for the most part. He, you know, he missed the first game and then came in relief in game yeah. two, right? So he basically went the full distance. So it still does work, right? Like Colorado. Now Colorado's the exception because their goalies' save percentage combined was like 903, which is 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 pretty low. Usually it's much higher than that. And um I, I look at, at at Skinner. It'll be his second season as a as a as a starter. And you know what? I I would expect him to be a little bit better in the postseason. But I also expect the Oilers' team defense to uh, To be better, because I when I look back, there were some saves. Yes, I would have liked him probably that third goal in L.A. in the second period that was from the point shot, where you're like, man, I'd like that save back after the two power play goals. But I thought the Oilers could help themselves a little bit better in front of their goalie at key times in games when they were leading two to one, and just you know not take stupid penalties and not have big bad giveaways.
3: Well, I think I, I kind of asked myself this question: like, let's look back at goalies that have won Stanley Cups here. You know, Matt Murray won a couple Stanley Cups, right? George yep. uh, Binnington came out of nowhere and won a Stanley Cup, and and in a lot of times has spent going back to nowhere. Uh, Antti Niemi won a Stanley Cup. Last year it was Aiden Hill won a Stanley Cup. So I want to say to you, do the Oilers not have a goalie here that's as good as Aiden Hill? Because I think they do. Mm-hmm. So if we can agree that they've got a goaltender between Campbell and Skinner that's as good as Antti Niemi or Aiden Hill or or you know, a lot of these guys that have played, then you got to talk about team defense. They got to play defensively as well as Vegas played. They got to play defensively as well as Chicago played in front of Niemey, right. Or as well as St. Louis played in front of Bennington. Maybe that's what we're looking for here. You know, I I don't, I'm not saying either guy that they have is Vasilevsky because neither guy is, but I think history proves you don't need Vasilevsky to win the cup. Aiden Hill's wearing a Stanley cup ring today. And most people had him as a third-string goalie last year.
2: Yeah, it's, a, oh, it's very true, man. Biddington was like the fifth stringer till he became their starter in December of that season. And they went on an unbelievable six-month run. So it, it's it's a voodoo question. I mean, voodoo position that's hard to predict at times. And uh, it should be fun. Spec, we will see you at the rink. Have yourself a good night. And uh, happy birthday. Uh, hopefully uh, your dog's having a cupcake or something.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jay.
2: That is uh, Mark Spector in the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Hey, do you want to go to the game? Frank, another listener to the show, doesn't want to waste his tickets. So you know what we're going to do? Very random. Text in right now to 833-401-1440. All you have to do is make sure your name is... Well, we might already have your name in. If we have your name already because you've texted us and we've saved it, great. If not, include your name. And all you have to include to be entered into the draw is the word McDavid. And include your email because then Connor will email you the ticket. So put McDavid and your email. It's no rush. Spell it properly, your email. And uh, you'll be going sitting some good seats from Frankie to go to the game tonight on a wonderful Wednesday. We'll return on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling through Wednesday afternoon. It is uh, game day. Orders taken on the Vancouver Canucks. You will see if you're going or watching at home. This game is broadcast on your regular television. If you have the uh, Sportsnet package, basic cable, you'll get it. I think it's still in basic cable. I think that's what I have. So you can watch it there. McDavid with Kane and Brown. Dry Settle with Nugent, Hopkins, and Hyman. We know they're playing for sure. We think Sutter's playing with Fogel and Yanmark. Not sure about the fourth line. Keep in mind, Carter Savoy, Chase on. The two young forwards have yet to play in a preseason game. So I, I could see, you know, unless they're banged up, you'd want to get them in. Uh, also, Nima Leinen on the back end, yet to play. So could see him, probably could see Kemp draw in. We know Stuart Skinner's going to start in goal. So that's the... Uh, the majority of the lineup. Obviously, the orders will have to figure out uh, the fourth line and another defense pairing. Uh, you know, maybe you see Lane Peterson, or maybe do they want, uh, you know, Peterson in Calgary, where they're going to probably face a, a little bit better of a hometown Flames roster on Friday? It's very possible, so we shall see about that. Uh, Dylan Holloway's already played twice. Broberg's played twice. They could play him three and four games, but I, I could see why you maybe would want to uh, give them a little bit of a rest. Let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company. Silent Rides is one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches safely taking your team or group to their next destination. Go to silentrides.ca for more information. And our uh, big guest uh, talking for the first time uh, during training camp, of course, the captain of the Edmonton owners, Connor McDavid. Now, Connor McDavid coming off a, a career best 153-point season. He was on pace for 153 points in the 20. 20- one short in 56-game season when he had 105 points in 56 games. So that's two out of the last three seasons for McDavid. Now, I know some people will say, and I've read, oh, well, you know what, the orders until McDavid and Dreisaitl play better defense are not going to win. Well, I'm going to crunch some numbers for you. where That's why I think it's hogwash. And I'm going to use Leon Dreisaitl as an example. Okay. So uh Leon Draisaitl, cuz if if we're talking about better uh goal, you're looking at, you know, winning the the shot for battle scoring chances, expected goals, right? When when you're better in that regard, then you're that, that usually means that you're possessing the puck more, you're creating more chances, then you're giving up, things are better. Well, Leon Draisaitl in the in the first 48 games last season, coming off of a a summer where he rehabbed, In his own words, he didn't like his first half. Remember that? He said that at the All-Star game. Even though his point totals were there, he didn't feel he was having a really good season. And if you look at it, in his first 48 games, he was 50.3 shot share. He was 50 uh, expected, 50.5 expected goals and 50.1 scoring chances. Straight across the line. Now look at his final 32 games. 55 shot. Share 54.96 expected goals and a 57.6 scoring chance. And he had 29 points in the first 48 games. He had 22 in the last 32. That's five on five. All right? Didn't 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 include power play. So he went from 29 points in 48 games to 22 in 32. So he produced more while they gave up less. As far as scoring chances, possession, everything else. So I'm sorry. I don't buy this whole theory. Well, if if the owners want to win, McDavid and Dreisaitl have to sacrifice offense. No, they don't. No, they don't. Wayne Gretzky, do you know? Wayne Gretzky's totals leading up to the first time he won a Stanley Cup? 208 points, 196 points, 205 points. Those were his three years before they won their first cup. Then when they won the cup, then he scored 212 and he scored 215. Not bad. Right. I'm sorry. It's a bunk argument to suggest that McDavid and Drysdale have to sacrifice all this offense so this team can win. No they don't. They have to maintain being good offensively but be better defensively. And when you're better defensively, like Drysettle was in the in the final 32 games last year, now you have more scoring chances in the opposition. You have higher expected goals in the opposition. You have more 55 shots. Yet. Those are really good numbers. You do that often enough? You're going to win games. You're going to produce more points, which is what he did. So I'm sorry. I don't buy into that. McDavid can easily have 150 points. It doesn't mean he doesn't care about defense. Not at all. Especially because his five-on-five numbers last year, look at it. He had 59 points, five-on-five. That's the fourth highest of his career. He had 63 his second season, 71 his third, and 64 in his fourth. And he actually had 56 points in 2021 in only 56 games 5-on-5. Five five. That's So that's an 82-point season, right? Dominant. He can be better productive, but the thing was, it wasn't him. Because his actual goals per 60 was the highest it's ever been. Right, His points per 60 was a little bit lower because his assists were down, by his standards, in the dump. At 1.24 assists per 60 for McDavid. These are all 5-on-5 five five numbers. His on-ice shooting percentage, even though his own individual shooting percentage was higher, his on-ice shooting percentage was lower because the other guys didn't score around him. And I don't think it's because McDavid suddenly wasn't setting up guys. So a little bit of luck, maybe a little bit of lack of skill from some. So Evander Kane, if he's here more than 41 games, that should help. Connor Brown. Am I confident that Connor Brown could be more productive five on five than Yamamoto or Pugliarvi were? I am. For certain I am. So I think there's chance for McDavid and that to be more productive five on five, st- which will help their totals and the orders can still be a better team. So I just want to get that out there because I've seen it lots and the numbers actually don't back it up. So anyway, here is uh, Connor McDavid on his first uh, preseason presser
4: number of skates now uh, where you've had Connor and, and Evander on the other sides just give you a thought on the way that line's coming together and what, what potential you think it has uh,
5: yeah I, I've liked it um, you know obviously I know Brownie really well and I think Caner's come in and he's looked really good right off the bat so um, you know three pretty good players and uh, good chance tonight to, uh, to to see what it's like in, in, in game action. Some of the best hockey that, that Evander has played as an Oiter was when he
4: was healthy playing on your line there yeah. he produced a lot. Yeah. what do you
5: think of a healthy Evander on the left side and what you guys might be able to do uh, I mean this game's hard if you're not healthy it's 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 almost impossible so um, you know he grinded through a lot of things last year it's good to see him back healthy he's feeling good he looks good um, you know I'd expect his game to, uh, to go back to uh, where we saw it um, you know kind of uh, coming down the stretch a couple years ago you, just about a little bit of timing taking some faceoffs offs just sort of the things you want to work through here over the next few weeks before the season. yeah you want to get you want to get your game up to speed um, and you know kind of iron out some of those summer habits that, that can creep in so um i think we've had a good month or month or so here um i feel good on the ice i feel um ready to roll so looking forward to uh, to playing here tonight working on the power play on the other side um
1: people kind of get this assumption that it that it just happens but you guys grind it out pretty hard to, to make this thing work um,
5: yeah, it certainly doesn't just happen. Um, you know, this is a unit that's been together. Um, you know, obviously, we've, we, you know, the, you know, me, Nuge, and Leo have been together on the power play for a long time, and Tice did a great job running it. Nursey stepped in and done a great job as well. So, um, and obviously now it's Boosh. So, um, and then you know, Hyman and Kaner in front, and um, you know, it's a group that's been together a long time, and and uh, we work at it. We work hard at it. We know it's a strength of our group, and um, you know, it's definitely an asset. You know, anytime you can you can have a power play, go. Um, and some damage it uh, keeps the other team you know, kind of on their heels what are the expectations is 30% an unrealistic expectation even though
1: you've just done it or like how do you approach it? what's the reasonable
5: you know what? I don't worry so much about the number as I do. Um, I think Gully talks about this a lot: is, is the timing, the timing of a, of a power play in terms of you know down a goal and you get one with five minutes to go, scoring a big goal there, or getting a chance uh, to go up in the third period. You know those types of things. Those are those are when the power play really matters. Um, you know, percentage is one thing, um, but the timing, scoring big goals, is uh, is another. How much of the success your power play? I,
4: I know you guys try some different wrinkles. You like to implement some new things but how much of it is about the free-flow nature of it and your guys' ability to, to create? What's that balance?
5: Well, there's certainly, there's certainly a little bit of free-flow, obviously. Um, you know, you got good players out there. I think Power Place have to have that a little bit. Um, but Gully does a great job of keeping us, uh, you know, it's free-flowing within structure. Um, you know, there's definitely a good structure. There's things that we're looking for, uh, things in the free scout that Gully gives us that we're, we're definitely looking to expose. And um, You know, so I think it's a good combination of both.
4: You guys have talked, you've talked about it, Leon's, talked about, the need to defend in a more meaningful way more consistently through the year here. The systems that Jay is putting into place, the buy-in here from the group, are you sensing that that's very much the message here and that it's trending that way?
5: Um, Yeah, I think um, this whole season is obviously building towards um, playing when it matters most um, and finding our game when it matters most. So, um, building towards that you know, right from day one here, obviously there's a little wrinkle in in, in some system stuff and um, I think guys have picked it up really well, and guys responded really well to it, and um, we'll continue to grind it out over the course of the, the next couple days and weeks and months, and, um, and we'll we'll get it just right. The uh, Heritage Classic jerseys were unveiled yesterday. And on a different note, here uh, you, you were uh, modeling them. Uh, what do you think of the look? Uh, I think they're really cool. Uh, yeah, a little bit of classic, um, you know, look with some of the felt and the cream color. But um, I really really like them. I think they're uh, they're cool. There's some cool details in them with the number in the front on the in the oil drop. So. So, uh, really like them.
4: Any curiosity to actually get dressed up in an old school actual uniform and pads and stuff? To see how they did
5: that back then. So different. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd, I think uh, wearing those old leather skates and those gloves that go up to your elbow, I think uh, the game might look a little bit different. But uh, technology's definitely come a long way, and I'm grateful for that.
2: It's very accurate, right? And I know there's you know there's some people, and hey, not everybody's going to like the jersey, which is totally fine. Uh, if we all liked it, that'd be boring. But, uh, you know, some people weren't well, why they have the brown gloves. Well, that's, that's the gloves. That's what they wore. Now, I, I, the pants, I don't believe, uh, I think in the picture they looked leather, but I'm, I i do not think they're leather. So, um, I was told they weren't. So I, like, I don't think the pant, I can't recall a pant, like the pads of leather, of course, but not the pant shell itself. So, um, Pretty good. And, you know, it's interesting about, you know, timely goals in the power play. That's very important. There's no question about it, right? Like if you're, you can be 60% or 50% of the playoffs, but you know what? If you score early and now suddenly it's a 3-3 game and you go over for 3 in a row, but you score twice early, well, you still finish 40%. But man, those, uh, when you were over 3 in a tie game that's a pretty timely opportunity to change. So uh,
0: those are things that you look for. At uh, cons, did you get a winner to go to the game tonight? Certainly did. Uh, Matt is our big winner today. So haven't got a reply back yet. Hopefully he saw it. So Matt,
2: check your... You sent him an email? They
0: were sent already, yes. Oh, okay. So, so
2: you sent the email. Matt, uh, just send us a text back knowing that you got them because uh, we don't like wasting tickets, especially when they're gifted to us on the show. So uh, make sure that you have them and Accept it because if you accept it, then Connor will get a note saying you've accepted it, and that's all the matter. So, do that quick and away you go. Come back, uh, wrap things up. It's a Jason Greger show live on Sports 1440, also on Oilers Nation YouTube. As we are coming to you live from the Ewell Studio E W E L dot C A for all your electrical needs, Gregor Connor Halley with you, Sports. Fourteen forty. It is, of course, uh, preseason game day, the uh, third of eight. Of course, orders are in Calgary Friday, then Vancouver on uh, Saturday, Seattle on Monday, and then they have uh, two final home games uh, next week on the uh, fourth and the sixth, I think it is. Maybe it's the seventh. got to look it up. I know they're playing uh, Calgary. Um, I haven't memorized the uh, preseason schedule for the final game, but uh, whatever it is, they got uh, two final home games, the uh, final week, and then way we roll. And then the games that matter, which will be uh, exciting. Obviously, there you know there's still jobs on the line for some players, so it matters. It actually is the sixth they play Seattle, so there you go. Be fun. Now we have lots of other texts coming in. Um, we had the co- I'll say this man, you bring up coffee and people get passionate about it. Foo-wee. Hey, Gregory, did you know that McDonald's actually bought uh, Tim Horton's coffee and that's why it's better from Dale? Dale, that is 100% false. I'm not sure where you heard it, but it's incorrect. Uh, I will say from a lot of people who are coffee drinkers, my my, uh, my father in law is a huge coffee guy, and uh, he says, uh, McDonald's coffee, the best. They love it. Hey, Gregs, you were talking coffee earlier. Without question, it's McDonald's all day and the best value from Dale. Mm, all right, another Dale. Got to be a different one. Okay, people love it. Gregs, any place that has to put all the cream in their coffee or foam isn't that good. <laughs> well, I would. I could exactly right. Like if you have to put all these extra flavors in it, I'm assuming it can't be that good on its own. Right? Like, no, I don't drink coffee, but I see some of those and I see people and they come out of there and and it's got like a mound of whipped cream on the top of it, cons. And I'm kind of like, hmm. Like, that's almost like a dessert. It's not even coffee anymore, is it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I guess the purist probably wouldn't like that, right? When you have to make so many modifications, it's kind of like strutty with the banana bread. Like, at what point does it become more than just a simple cup of joe if you're starting to make all these additions to it? Uh, yeah, let's not uh, let's not bring up the
2: the false banana <laughs> bread stuff. Hey, Gregor, bang on. McDonald's coffee is top tier from Jeff. Hundred percent, Gregs. I drink coffee. I've drank it for twenty five years. I'll be honest, none better than McDonald's. Plus, I can go in the drive through. It's very quick in the morning. There you go. So
0: good iced coffee too.
2: Now is that cold? Is iced coffee is what it is? It's just cold. It's like.
0: Yeah. They've got that really nice sugar-free vanilla. Big fan of that. Really? Oh, I love it. It's so good. And so and it,
2: and it tastes like coffee. It's just cold.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can get it plain, uh, but I, I like to throw the, the vanilla in there. It, they make a really nice vanilla iced coffee. Really? Yeah. If you've if you've walked the mall, you've probably seen me strutting down the mall because so I I take that walk down to the smaller food court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grab the sugar-free vanilla. They don't have
2: to put your name on it, do they? No, no. You don't no, have to no, wait no. that long.
0: No, no, never. It's yeah. quick. Yeah. It's always good, so I like it.
2: Hey, Gregs, I'm trying to sign up with iHeartRadio, and they're asking for my credit card. I thought it was free. Thanks, Elvis. Well, Elvis, uh, you're signing up wrong then. (laughs) I don't know what site you're on, Elvis, but abort mission. Abort mission, Elvis. Yes, iHeartRadio does not ask for What are you searching? Because they don't ask for your CC. All right, uh, go to the app store and just download it. It's free. There's no credit card on it. No Chansey McClancy. (laughs)
3: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built
0: around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too,
1: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: I heard the reason for the drinks at McDonald's are better is because they, ha- they use expertly filtered water. People also rave about the fountain pop at McDonald's. Well, you know what? I'll ask, uh, I'll ask Chat and the fellas if that's indeed true filtered expertly filtered water it's a phrase i cuz if it's true then i got to ask them why is that why is that not in their advertising we have expertly filtered water only at mcdonald's it just sounds regal sounds great so yeah we'll see don't see why not expertly filtered water who knew Well, Connor is uh, an expert in our, uh, fantasy. We're going to get to, uh, we, we do have some questions because I want to get to these questions today. Uh, fantasy report brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and they are hiring. You want to work for a great company? Look up nextgentransportation.com. They'll take care of you. It's a great company to work for, man. And they're huge sports fans. So you'll love the atmosphere there. You'll fit right in. Check it out. Hey, guys, I'm uh, getting ready in our uh, NHL up-and-comer league. Basically, it's because all of our keepers, you only can draft young guys. Outside of Bedard, who are the guys to look for that you think are going to be long-term, not just good this year? Thanks, Steve. Steve, it's a good question. Like, Connor Bedard's the obvious one. I'll say this. Logan Cooley in Arizona, definitely a guy that I'd be looking strongly at. I would also, obviously, Fantilli. Is a uh, is a number another guy that uh, you know you want because it, like if you're looking at a keeper league you want guys that are uh, going to be like not just one hit guys right so a few other ones cons anyone come to mind for you like uh, you know Matthew Nyes uh, now I don't know what your league is about but if you're looking at young goaltenders Devin Levi for the Buffalo Sabers would be another one that I would be uh, rather high on. Um, I know def- certain depends on what your point system is, but Luke Hughes, mm-hmm. young D-man in New Jersey, I think is going to get a uh, a lot of love this se- this next few seasons. Like obviously this year, um, one that maybe you don't hear a lot about. I'm not saying I would necessarily take him high, but here's a name if you're looking, and I'm sure most fantasy people have have looked at him. But Luke Evangelista from the Nashville Predators. Cons, I've been reading up on him. I just think he's uh now he you know he got in to and it's it's a funny rule. <laughs> I don't get sometimes the NHL's rookie of the year, whatever. But as long as you don't play 25 games in one season, you're not a rookie. Or you're still a rookie. He played 24. So he's got a little bit of more experience than some other guys. He's one to uh to look at. There's also uh Tyson Forrester in uh, in philadelphia i, I mentioned uh, matthew nye's in in toronto who else am i uh, we had jim fox on now brant clark he's a d-man but if this is like a long-term keeper league and because you don't like getting all your rookies to hit this year like i'm assuming you're not drafting a rookie just for this year you're drafting it for long term so brant clark would be another one um hey guys what about coronado and in calgary interesting question right like I wonder how many years it is before he's going to be good. So, I guess it depends on how deep your roster is and what type of production you're expecting from him right away or not. And, like, is he going to make their team this year? Maybe. Right? Or, you know, so he'd, yeah, he might be a little down my list. Con, what about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it's interesting, right? Cause you are, if you are taking these guys, you're looking for down the road potentially. Uh, the two ones that you named there though, Logan Cooley and then Fantillion Columbus, I think those are the two names that we've had a lot of chatter about on Fantasy Frenzy. You know, who would you go for if you had the choice between the two guys that are, you know, likely going to put up points and, you know, be counted on offensively, even though they are still so young. I wonder, like, there are some guys there from the draft. Connor Bedard's going to be the first one. Leo Carlson with Anaheim. Could he be a guy that you look at as well? It is fun when you get into these dynasty leagues or the keeper leagues, looking ahead and trying to project who you might have. There's always going to be that steal that you get later on. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of good young options out there right now.
2: Hey, guys, how many D-men who light up their junior at that age go into lighting up the NHL? I think not many from uh, Clark. Uh, Fair point. Right? Well, right away, it's. Uh, how many defensemen light it up? Like Kale McCarr did. How many other rookie D men really light it up? Right? Like, what type of production even are we going to get from Luke Hughes? So, hey, Gregs, what about Wolf in Calgary? Now, that's an interesting one, right? Like, people are really high in him. The goaltending position, whew, it's tough. Yeah. Now, I assume Jacob Markstrom is going to get a lot of looks, but keep in mind, Huska knows Wolf. But they've. they've like Wolf's right now number 3. Now he's cheaper than Dan uh, Ladar, but Ladar was decent last year. So, yeah, Wolf's god I man. Like I'm higher on Devin Levi long term than I am on Wolf. W- Wolf could be the very unique goalie in today's era. Right? Just because when you're not that big, It's just harder, rightly or wrongly. That's just how it is, right? Like you got the best shooters in the world. And uh, if you, if you're smaller and you go down, guess what? Well, you just naturally are going to, you know, he's six feet tall. Now there are some six feet tall goalies in the league, right? I think UC Soros comes to mind, so you can do it for sure. I'm just saying it's harder than if you're six foot three and talent levels the same, right? If you're six feet, right? And then the other guy's six, three, but he doesn't have as much talent. Well, that doesn't matter. But I'm saying if all talent levels even, then those extra three inches can make a difference. So Wolf's a good name, man. I uh, I might take a shot at him later. Why not? Like, I'm assuming there's lots of rookies if you're in one of those leagues where everybody's a keeper and you're just drafting young guys. They're going to draft a lot of young guys that don't hit for a few years, right? That's the whole point. So maybe I'd take a deep flyer on him because I'm just not sure how many games he's going to play this season. That I don't know. I Would he play more than 15? Probably not. But if you want to star them for down the road and you're high on them, then yeah, take a shot. It's Fantasy Report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Uh, Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks to Frank for donating the tickets. Hope Maddie enjoys them. On behalf of Connor Halley, Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. If you missed any part of the show, go to uh, anywhere you get the podcast or jasongreger.com. Here's the comment: a sports center update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home with no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter, legacyheating.com. Good night.